Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Voice America Nation, how's it going? This is, uh, well, your host for today, Kelvin Harris, uh, usually your co-host. I'm going to hold it down once again for uh, Hurley. You know what I'm saying? I'm basically uh, uh, Nick Foles here, you know, trying to get us to the Super Bowl. On today's show, we're going to talk exclusively about preseason because we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Had the third preseason games this past week. So now we have an idea of who's going to do what. Also, um... Going to have Damian Lewis call in in a little while. Damian is a former University of Miami defensive tackle and a first-round draft pick of the St. Louis Rams. He also spent the past few weeks with the Buffalo Bills, so he's going to be able to give us some insight on what went on in Bill's training camp and who he thinks should be the starting quarterback for the Bills uh, starting uh, week one. And we'll also talk about the other four quarterbacks that were picked in the first round and what the chances are of those guys uh, starting as well. I want to start off by, uh, you know, just a a quick segue out of sports. And I want to, I want to, um, acknowledge the passing of two great individuals over the last two weeks. The first one being the great Aretha Franklin, who passed away due to cancer, ironically at 76. And this past weekend, John McCain, Senator John McCain, passing away from cancer as well at the age of 81. And both were iconic individuals, and they fought the good fight for as long as they could fight the good fight. And they're in a better place right now. And I just wanted to acknowledge both of those individuals because both uh, did some great things in their life. Aretha Franklin uh, came up in the, in the movement, and she was the queen of soul. She epitomized that, um, that term, and she stayed true to Detroit. Never once moving away. I mean, she lived in other places part-time, but Detroit was her home, and she could be seen in that community. And then, you know, Senator McCain, I got respect for anybody that can withstand five and a half years of um, prisoner of war torture. There's probably, we'll probably never know exactly what he went through, but whatever it was, far more than any of us, I think, could have gone through. So I just wanted to take a little time out to acknowledge those two great individuals and their accomplishments in this lifetime, and now they're in a better place. Now, moving forward to sports, back to sports, football season is upon us. Um, This weekend kicks it all off. We had some college football in what they call week zero, just a little sprinkle uh, we almost had an interesting upset 
Prairie View almost beat Rice. Now, Rice isn't a powerhouse, but Prairie View is a Division One AA program, and they're not supposed to beat Rice. And it took a last-second field goal by Rice to pull that game out. So I don't know what that says for Rice's season this year, but if I was Rice, I'd be a little nervous. Um, my thoughts on the upcoming college season, I'm a homer. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, you know, try and hide it. I love my school, University of Miami. And those who know me know every year I think we're going to win the national championship. But this particular year, I don't think I'm alone in thinking we got a shot to win the national championship. The pro scouts are checking out a lot of our players. Uh, the publications are riding around with an orange and green banner in their hands. And the preseason polls, who have us ranked eighth, also think we got a shot. Right now, the perennial favorites, one and two, are Alabama and Clemson. And it's going to be interesting to see how the quarterback situations at both schools play out because both have controversies going on. One a little bit more serious than the other. The uh, University of Alabama has a major quarterback controversy with Tua, I'm not going to even try to say the last part of his name, Tua whatever, Tua Tagovailoa, and then Jalen Hurts, a guy who has won 26 ball games, 26-2, taking his team to two consecutive national championship games. And right now that's not good enough from what all reports indicate. He probably won't be the starting quarterback. Then you go over to Clemson, a similar player in Kelly Bryant. He's got to fight off a stud. I mean, I'm not going to even lie. That guy is good. Trevor Lawrence, he's got the hair, he's got the body, he's got the arm, he's got the presence. Thing is, Kelly Bryant is the incumbent quarterback, and with their schedule the way I saw it, unless he just lays an egg at Texas A&M, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be on the bench. So that's the theme. It's like that's the theme going forward in the early part of the uh College football season is uh, quarterback. College info football season is quarterbacks. I mean, you got a situation in the pros where you got so many young quarterbacks who were drafted, not just this year, but last year, because you got Patrick Mahomes, who basically had a red shirt year. He's going to be coming on for the Chiefs. Um, then you got the five quarterbacks this year. So it's like a turnover in the, in the transition in the, uh, in the, in the hierarchy. The most important thing, though, in pro football would be quarterback transformation is that these guys have to be successful if the league is going to go to the next level because they're the next generation of great quarterbacks. And the sad part about it for the NFL is is that probably only 30 to 40% of the new quarterbacks are going to be what they thought they were. And, you know, the reality is Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, 
they're really all on those last treads of tires. And I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to um, play at this high level. So you need at least three of these young quarterbacks to strike it rich. If I had to bet my money, I would definitely bet on Josh Rosen. He's shown a lot in the preseason. Um, believe it or not, I think Lamar Jackson is going to um, is going to be okay in Baltimore. And Sam Darnold has shown an incredible maturity in the pocket, which is where a quarterback makes his money. You have to be able to move around in the pocket to be successful in the NFL. I mean, all that other stuff, mobility, the money is made in the pocket and having pocket presence. Now, Lamar Jackson is a little better rolling out, throwing on the run right now, but he doesn't have to play. Joe Flacco is there for a reason. He is still a Super Bowl-winning quarterback with a huge contract. Uh, RG3 has resurrected his career with a great preseason, and I'm, we're going to see what they're going to do with him. And then, in, in, you know, in New York, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, oh, sorry. The Jets also have a situation where they have three quarterbacks. They have Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sam Donald. The reality is Sam Donald is going to be the starter on day one. He's earned it. He's shown phenomenal presence. I don't know what to do with Teddy Bridgewater. I think you try and trade him get some value because he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. I would put him around 20. You're looking at the other two spots because we talked about three of those quarterbacks. You're looking at the situation with um, Josh Allen. And, you know, hopefully when Damian calls in, we're going to talk about Buffalo specifically because what they're doing over there in Buffalo is criminal. They have put that kid out there in a bad situation. And I'm not going to bet on him because he doesn't look good. They haven't surrounded him with the tools to be successful. Now, then you go to Cleveland. I'm a, I'm not going to say I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I think he, he's got some talent. But he definitely, in my opinion, wasn't the first pick. Uh, I thought they should have went and got Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb. And then they could have got their quarterback at four. But, hey, I'm not John Dorsey. I'm not Lonzo. So, hey, I mean, I will say this. They did go out and draft extremely well at every other position in every other draft slot. So, Baker Mayfield, out of all these quarterbacks, has the best Stuff around him, the best tools, the best assets. He has a young up-and-coming tight end in David Njuko, who's going to be a force down the middle of the field. Josh Gordon is back at camp, and if he stays um, mentally 
fit the entire year, he's going to be a problem because of his speed, size, and the fact that he's showing you glimpses of what he can be. Jarvis Landry is going to control the middle of the field. And then Antonio Callaway, if he can just stay off the weed, gives them a fourth option in the passing game on top of Nick Chubb, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson at the backfield. The skill talent in Cleveland is as good as anybody in the, in the league. The one problem I've got, and it's a problem I think that is league-wide, you got all these toys, but it doesn't matter if you can't protect the quarterback. And they lost Joe Thomas, and I'm just not seeing, I'm just not seeing, hey, George, um, talent on the offensive line. I think that's going to be a real big problem. Um, I think you should not put Baker Mayfield out there. I think Tyrod Taylor is your starting quarterback. And I think you got to ride with Tyrod for at least the first six to eight games because I think he can at least give you a four and four halfway mark. And at that point, you're still in the hunt for a playoff uh, position. And you just let it ride to see what happens. But right now, Baker Mayfield has impressed um, in his situations, but you don't want to put him out there because he could be Josh Allen. Because I feel bad for Josh Allen. It doesn't look good. They haven't given him any. They haven't given him any talent surrounding him. I mean, and then on top of that, he's lost three of his starting five offensive linemen they had from the year before. So you don't have an offensive line. Who knows what's going to happen with Shady McCoy because he has a pending legal situation. You don't have a number one receiver. This is a train wreck waiting to happen. Then defensively, they might be able to put something together. Uh, they'll be solid, but this is um, this is a train wreck waiting to happen. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to get into uh, more football talk, um, some other positions. Oh, and Odell Beckham and that money he just got paid. I'm going to get down with Harry Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now, just like the game itself. 
you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, Voice America Nation, we're back. And to get down with Hurley Brown, I'm your host today, Kelvin Harris. With Nick Foles of the show, <laughs> holding it down for... Your version of Carson Wentz, who's early. He's uh, once again out making Merritt Island great again. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about the quarterbacks, and I brought up OB, excuse me, OBJ. For those of you who don't know, he signed a five-year, $95 million extension with $60 million guaranteed, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in the history of the game. Congratulations, Odell. Um, side note, I played arena ball with his father in 1996. And I remember the young fellow running around. Um, his father was a good athlete, played at LSU. His mother ran track at LSU, so he was destined to go to LSU. And he's had a great beginning to his career. Now, I saw something with uh, Max Kellerman where he called him the greatest, most talented wide receiver of all time. Slow your roll on that one because there's a guy by the name of Randy Moss. I mean, Jerry Rice is the best receiver of all time. Randy Moss is the most talented receiver of all time. It's not even close. That guy is a freak. But Odell Beckham Jr. is an extreme talent. Um, next up to get paid is either going to be Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. Now, if you're the Los Angeles Rams, you're looking at trying to win a Super Bowl. you got all the things in place. Now, here's the unique situation. You've paid, um, you paid your, 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 your slot receiver, Brandon Cooks. You paid Indomitian Sue $10 million to come play for you. Um, you paid a couple of other people but you haven't paid Aaron Donald. That's not going to work. He is the straw that makes the drink go. So you have to give him his money. You have to give him his money or else your season is going to be, is going to be a losing proposition. You're looking at a situation. This guy... He's probably one of the most dominant in his position in a long time. And I don't use this name loosely. He is the closest player I've seen 
to my good friend Warren Sapp. He is he is a he is a demon. He destroys defenses, excuse me, offenses, and he's got a unique talent. I mean, he's he's he's, he's built like a fire plug, and he is quick. He's strong. He's fast. And in the defense that Wade Phillips has constructed, he's almost unblockable with the, you know by today's linemen. Because to be quite honest with you, the offensive line play right now in the league is at an all-time low. So I know the problem. You know, and it also extends to Oakland because Khalil Mack also is holding out in Oakland. Um, they don't want to pay him either. Well, they've given $100 million to a coach. They've given $100 million to a quarterback. Here's the problem. They have nothing else on defense but this guy. So their thinking is, one of the things is they're cash-strapped. They don't have the money to really pay him. And the other thing is, it's just hard for owners to give Fifteen twenty million dollars to a defensive lineman. No matter how good the defensive lineman is, it's just a way of thinking that it's hard for them to do. But I got news for the Oakland Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams. If you don't give these guys this money, you're going to waste the season, both teams. Because as good a coach as John Gruden is, and how. And as good as he is at constructing plays, the one thing he can't do is rush the passer. And uh, Khalil Mack made all pro at two positions. I mean, he's a linebacker. He's a defensive end. He can do it all. You just got to put some more um, playmakers around him, which is the problem. Because now it looks like the Raiders are going to commit to offense. Okay, good luck with that. Um, looking around the league, another team that's going to have to pay a player, actually two players, the Dallas Cowboys. They were a complete train wreck this past weekend. Eight turnovers. Now, you're going to say, well, they didn't play some key players, one key player being, you know, Zach, or excuse me, Dak Prescott, the other one being Ezekiel Elliott. But come on, uh, Arizona, they rested a lot of players, too, and they didn't turn the ball over eight times. I mean, right now, the Dallas Cowboys are a train wreck. And me personally, I believe it's because of Jerry Jones. He has uh, wanted to show everyone in the league and show Jimmy Johnson that he is a competent GM slash wannabe coach. And all he has done is embarrass that organization because they're not in contention for anything but media headlines. They, um, I keep saying this to everybody that will listen, until he puts Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor, it ain't going to go right. Now, that's just one man's opinion, but um, so far they're proving me right year after year after year. Now, looking around the league, the New England Patriots, 
they're they're not in any danger of losing their division. I don't think they're in any danger of losing a divisional game. But I do see some chinks in the armor. Um, Tom Brady did an interview yesterday, his uh, weekly radio interview, and they asked him simple questions. Did your personal fitness guy ride the plane with you to the game? He wasn't able to do that last year. He didn't want to answer. He didn't even want to answer about the guy being on the sideline. Now, it's not like this guy was asking difficult questions. These are just routine questions. I mean, the guy wasn't allowed on the plane. He's now allowed on the plane. What changed? I mean, I just don't think that's a difficult um, question, uh, you know, uh, series of questions. You know, in the same context, Eagles head coach, jeez, uh, I'm drawing a blank on my man. <laughs> Doug, um, yeah, the Eagles head coach. Might be a case for CTE for me, as I have drawn a blank on his last name. Well, anyway, Doug Peterson, there it is. Doug Peterson was asked a series of questions about Carson Wentz and his um, his knee when he'd be cleared by the doctors to play. Now, he didn't particularly want to answer him, and he didn't really give any definitive answer, but he did give an explanation. He didn't hang up on the on the media people like Tom Brady did. I mean, I can understand Doug Peterson's frustration. Um, you're going to get these questions until Carson Wentz is um, clear to play. I don't get Tom Brady's frustration. The guy just asked you, was your was your um, was your personal trainer on the sideline for the game? I mean, what's the big deal? Now, I don't want to, I don't want to stir the pot with Balco references. Oh, wait a minute. Well, maybe I did. But Julian Edelman did get suspended four games for PED use. So if Tom Brady has got a, he and his feelings about getting asked questions about his personal trainer, he needs to get out of his feelings because one of your teammates who works out with this guy is ineligible for the first four games of the season. That is an issue. Another issue may be Gronkowski. He's also, you know, training with this guy. I mean, people are going to be following his drug test closely this year because it's not out of the realm of possibility he might flunk a drug test. So I just think that I don't want to say there's a, a fire there because there's not really smoke there yet, but there is a little fog building up because when you don't answer the easy questions, you damn sure ain't going to answer the hard questions. Now, with that being said, I got that the picture is probably the number two, one or two seed because they basically don't get any resistance from their division teams, the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins. So they are basically cruising to another 13-win season. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little NFC football on the Get Down with Hurley Brown.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Get Down family, Voice America Nation. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host today, the Nick Foles of the Get Down Show, Kelvin Harris. Before we left, I said we were going to talk NFC, more NFC. Let's talk about who the favorites are. Right now, I got to say, on paper, Los Angeles Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Rams are positioned to make a run, a 12- to 13-game winning season and a one- or two-seed in the playoffs. The Eagles are structured in a way to return at least to the NFC Championship game. Then my third team on that pecking order is the Minnesota Vikings. They had a two-headed, three-headed quarterback monster last year. Now it's down to one. They went out and they got Kirk Cousins. They signed him to a long-term deal, a historic deal. And from all reports, he has looked good in preseason. Dalvin Cook has looked good in preseason. The receivers have looked good in preseason. The defense has looked good. So they're going to make a run. So that's three teams right there. you got to make the Saints the fourth team. They were one play away from being in the NFC Championship game. So you got to expect them to be back. So those are the top four teams. Um, Eagles, Rams, 
Actually, I will go Rams, Eagles, Vikings, Saints. Now, the last two spots, that's going to be interesting because um, I think Seattle is a team that people will look at simply because of Seattle and you got Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson really doesn't have any help. They took his tight end away. The guy caught 10 touchdown passes. Here's a little side note fact. Jimmy Graham is one of three tight ends in NFL history to catch 10 touchdown passes in at least four seasons. And after this year, with his new team, the Green Bay Packers, he'll have five seasons of at least 10 touchdown passes. Now, the Packers are also another team in contention for that uh, one of those last two playoff spots. The problem is they don't have a great offensive line. The defense is suspect, and they overhauled the entire coaching staff. So that just doesn't look good. I mean, in my book, I don't think I don't think they're going to be one of the playoff teams. I just don't. I mean, there's too much too much going on there. So then you say, well, what about the Dallas Cowboys? No, I just don't think they're going to be in contention. So then you move over to the NFC South, and you say well, you got Carolina. This is Christian McCaffrey's second year. Greg Olson, if he's healthy, is going to be a viable option for Cam Newton. Then you also have Devin Funches. He is the guy that needs to um, step up. Also, technically, you got a Christmas present in Curtis Samuel, uh, high draft pick last year who got hurt early and didn't play. Uh, he played like maybe one or two games. So basically, you're getting him back, and he's basically a rookie. So now you got him as another option. Also, you have the Atlanta Falcons in that division. Uh, I might even pick them to win the division. Actually, honestly, I'm going to go with the Saints, but they get that fifth playoff spot in my book. The sixth playoff spot is the one that's up for grass between Green Bay, Seattle, Carolina. I gotta go with Carolina for the simple fact that defensively they're the most solid of those teams because Green Bay has some issues on defense and Seattle has lost just about every member of the Legion of Boom. I mean, Earl Thomas is there, but I don't know mentally how much he's there because he wants to be in Dallas. He's not very happy with the organization. He wants to be traded. So you're losing the strength of your team. And, yeah, the replacements may have equivalent talent, but what they had as the Legion of Boom was special. And it's gone now. So... I'm going going with Carolina. So that's you know, that's my layout in the A in the NFC. Going back to the AFC. I'm going Pittsburgh number one. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but 
the defense is improved. If the triplets stay healthy, you know, with Juju uh, Smith Schuster playing good and some of the other young receiver weapons, on top of James Conner getting a lot of reps and getting better in year two. Now you've got a whole nother dynamic. You can put Connor, Le'Veon Bell on the field together. You got two guys who can block, two guys who can run. Le'Veon can go play some flanker. Add to the dimension of the team. And I think defensively, <laughs> I think defensively, they're going to be a lot better this year too. A, little, a lot more solid in the run defense. Um, you know, they've, they've made up for the loss of Ryan Shazier. Now, my second pick, number two seed, it's going to shock people because it's not going to be the Patriots. It's going to be Jacksonville. And I thought about this because Jacksonville is probably in the toughest division in the AFC. Houston is going to be improved. Um, Indianapolis is going to be improved because they got, you know, their main man Andrew Luck back. So, you know, that's going to be a tough division. Uh, Tennessee is going to be respectable. But I think Jacksonville ekes out the number three um, seeding. New England is number, excuse me, the number two seeding with New England being number three. My number four pick is going to be Houston. Yes, that's right, Houston. Jadavian Clowney is the most underrated dominant player in the league. And if J.J. Watt is healthy, along with a healthy Whitney Merciless and the Honey Badger in the back, that defense is going to be tough. And then when you add a healthy Deshaun Watson, you're looking at a situation where you got a team that is dangerous. Now, they're not going to win the division. They'll split. I think they'll split division games with Jacksonville. And I think Jacksonville eats out the division, probably sweeping Baltimore, probably sweeping Tennessee as well, both in close games. So you got four teams right there. It's not a deep AFC. Um, you got Denver, Kansas City, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to go... Los Angeles Chargers because they got a nucleus of pass rushers up front. Phillip Rivers is always solid, never misses games, and the supporting cast around him is healthy. Um, I think they've solved their offensive line woes. The defense is solid, so now they just got to put it all together. Now that last position, oof. Man, Kansas City maybe, ooh, Baltimore maybe, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's 8-8, eight eight. Marvin Lewis will probably get fired this year, I just, I mean, the fans have been calling for his, um, his head for two, three years now, but he would somehow manage to eke out a winning record or get him into the playoffs, I think this is the year that the gauntlet comes down on him and average record gets him fired. So, oof. 
I guess maybe I'm going to go with Baltimore. I mean, a lot of people love what Andy Reid has on offense, but I just think Patrick Mahomes is going to put them in some bad situations. It's going to be a learning curve, and they're going to dig themselves a hole, and they'll come up short. Baltimore gets that last spot, but they'll be out. They'll be one and done, and there'll be some consternation. There'll be some some questions about uh, John Harbaugh's future as well as Joe Flacco's future. So it could be a transitional year for Baltimore. We'll see. Um, looking at the playoffs, mm, got two teams. Let's see. You started with the AFC, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. Okay, New England wins. Houston wins. So Houston and Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. I'm going Houston. I'm going Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. I'm going to go chalk. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville in the AFC Finals. In Pittsburgh. And I'm going to go... Jeez. Let me think about that. Let me go over to the NFC. So... Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'll do the NFC, finish up with my picks for the Super Bowl, and uh, talk a little tennis right quick. All right, we'll be right back. Get back on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Get Down Nation. Voice America people. We're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Voice America Radio. I'm your host, Kelvin Harris. Now, before we went to break, 
I was talking about my picks for the NFC and who would uh who would win the playoff games. So you got um Los Angeles and Philadelphia, Minnesota's third, New Orleans is fourth. Um so looking at first the wild card round, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Atlanta and New Orleans. Take those two in advance. Then I'm gonna go and then you'll have what? New Orleans and uh Philadelphia. Mm. I'm going Philadelphia and then you got Los Angeles and Atlanta. That's a toss up because is Los Angeles ready to take that next step and move forward? Atlanta's been there. I'm going to say Los Angeles takes that next step. Now, there's one caveat to the whole thing for Los Angeles. This is all contingent that they give Aaron Donald the new contract because if they don't give Aaron Donald that new contract, it ain't going down. So right now we got... Philadelphia and Los Angeles. I've been going chalk, seems like. The chances of Philadelphia going back to the Super Bowl. That's a tough one. But I think they get it done. It's going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the wire. I got more confidence in Carson Wentz than I do in Jared Goff. So Philadelphia wins a close game. They get back to the Super Bowl to defend their championship. Now, in the AFC, I've got Philly and... i got Philly and J-Bill. I think... Or, excuse me, Pittsburgh and J-Bill. I think this is the year that Pittsburgh finds a way to get it done. It's going to be a close game, but it comes down to this. Also, I got more confidence in Big Ben and um, uh, uh, Antonio Brown than I do in um, Blake Bortles and Leonard Fournette. I think the loss of Marquise Lee is going to be huge. Now, this is also contingent in a situation of them signing, say, um, uh, Des Bryant, maybe to fill that void because Blake Bortles needs somebody to throw to. You can't just run the ball within a four net. You've got to get somebody downfield to catch some passes. But because of that void in the receiving situation, I'm going with Pittsburgh because I think when it's all said and done, Antonio Brown is better than Jalen Ramsey. And that's going to be the difference. So now you got an all-Pennsylvania Super Bowl. I think Big Ben wins the Super Bowl, and I think he goes out like a G. I'm going Pittsburgh. I mean, I know it's still another week of preseason. He probably should do this next week. But I am picking Pittsburgh to win the whole thing. So there you have it. Now, I want to move on right quick and, you know, finish up the show by talking um, by talking about the U.S. Open. Serena is ranked 17th going into this U.S. Open, 
And she, she came out with a really interesting article a couple of weeks ago about the difficulties of adjusting to motherhood and the guilt that she feels. And I watched her play last night, and my thoughts were, Simona Halep just peed on her leg, and she's at the tournament. That's opened the door for Serena. She's got a tough match in the round of 16 against her sister. Um, a lot of me wants to see Venus win this tournament, but I don't think she will. I don't think she'll be able to beat her sister. And I think Serena cruises to victory in the U.S. Open. Um, and she breaks that record held by Margaret Court, most grand slams by a female. On the male side, Roger Federer plays great at the U.S. Open. That's like his stage. But Novak Djokovic is back. And I really believe he's going to be tough to beat. If I, uh, if I were a betting man, I would go with Djokovic to win the whole thing, followed by Federer. So right now, I haven't looked, I haven't looked at the draw, but I think they are on opposite sides of the draw, and I'm picking those two to be in the finals with Djokovic winning. Uh, for you tennis fans out there, because as we're speaking, they're playing first round games. And out of all the majors, the U.S. Open is the most eclectic and exciting to me because they allow the players to wear outlandish outfits. And it's like a nightclub atmosphere. You're in New York. So I think, um, and then that fits Venus, or excuse me, Serena, that fits her personality, and it also fits Roger Federer's personality. So you're going to see a lot of personalities come out. Um, don't count out Sloane Stevens. I'm assuming that she's on the other side from Serena. If I'm not mistaken, I did hear Chris Everett say that yesterday. So I really want to see the two of them play in the finals. And whether Sloane wins or loses, this is almost like a getting ready to pass the torch to her moment. Because Serena still got, I think, a good two, two, at least two years left. But Sloan is the heir apparent. I mean, she's got good genes. I mean, her father was an all-pro running back, John Stevens. And she has all the, and her boyfriend is Josie Altador. So there's a lot of athletic ability surrounding her. And mentally, she has stepped her game up. So... I expect to see Sloan win some more majors and possibly take Serena's place as the best tennis player on the tour. Uh, also, Tiger Woods had a respectable showing at this week's playoff. Now, here's the thing. Tiger's got to putt better. I mean, he's hitting the ball in the fairway rather consistently. But now he can't putt. That used to be the strength of this guy. Or actually, it was the strength of this guy before this week because this week he went in the tank with his putter. And you're talking about a guy who saved more pars with 8 to 10 foot putts than anybody in the history of the game because his swing was so erratic. 
And then all of a sudden, he got more consistent about getting in the fairways. Now, I'm going to say this right now. Tiger Woods is five bad shots away from being a two-time major winner this year. Next year, you can save this recording. I'm seeing it now. He wins two majors. I don't know if it's going to be the Masters U.S. Open. I think he may slide the British Open in there. But I see two majors next year from Tiger Woods because he is piecing together his game and his back has held up. Remember, two, three weeks ago, he had to shoot 46 holes on a Saturday. 46 rounds of golf. One day, his back held up, and he almost won that tournament. So that tells me he is so close. He is so close, people. Now, is he going to be the Tiger Woods that we remember? No. When Jordan came back for that second repeat, he wasn't the Jordan that, you know, he, he left, you know, being. He was a different, he, metal, he metamorphosized into something else. Maybe not as great, but a lot smarter. And, you know, the results were, you know, basically the same. He just did it a different way. And I think Tiger has become a little bit more efficient in his swing and a little bit more consistent in hitting the fairways, which also helps his back. Because if you're not in the rough all the time and you're not having to hit these hard, challenging shots, that takes the strain off your back. Well, folks, another show has come to an end, and I want to thank you people for listening in. I hope I didn't put you to sleep. I hope you marked down uh, my comments and, you know, hold them against me. Um, you know, you guys ever feel like you want to, you know, debate some of the stuff that me and Hurley says, call in at 888-346-9144. That's the get-down uh, call-in number. Well, I want to say thank you. Also, I want to get a shameless plug in. Myself and another one of uh, me and Hurley's teammates, Ryan McNeil, it's football season. We do the U podcast for the University of Miami. Um, check us out on SoundCloud every Monday after the game, every Friday before the game. It's at Miami, M-I-A-M-I-Huddlecast, H-U-D-D-L-E-C-A-S-T. And for those of you in the Central Florida area, every Friday, Curly Brown needs your support for Merritt Island High School because he's trying to make Merritt Island the great program that it once was. So, you know, go out and support Hurley and those Mustangs. So until the next time, as usual, I got to rep my people. Canes for life, baby. It's all about you. Enough said. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to The Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week. 